Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! How are you all doing out there, collectively and individually? Uh, we'd like to send you that personalized greeting. Fill in your name here. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. This is your weekly weird Story, cool story, unusual story, storytelling podcast with me, Adam Beebe, one of your hosts, and as always, the beautiful Barry Johnston, <laughs> the other host. Wow, thank you, man. Man, that's haven't been called beautiful in quite some time. Thank you. Well, you I'm know, blushing. When, you do, when you do so many of these, these shows, you, you just kind of you run out of things to say. So uh, yeah. I might as well start making up stuff. <laughs> so. I like it. I like it. I love it. Not like How we don't. Doing, good, good. Not like we don't make it up uh, about ninety nine percent of the time, anyway. Well, uh, intros, at least. Yeah. Not, the stories are all yeah true. Yeah, so. the intros and outros. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good, man. Doing real good. Uh, how are things with you? Oh, you know, hanging in there, man. Getting kind of excited for Halloween. Although this is, you know, probably the year without Halloween. I guess in most places, but yeah. still, you know, I, um, I'm gearing up, you know, for just, you know, uh, all, watching all the spooky movies and documentaries and, uh, doing uh, inktober. I try to do that every year. You know, that's the practice of what where is you it? inktober. Inkto oh, oh, oh ink inktober. Okay. Yes. It's for, it's for artists. Um, I mean, I guess non-artists could do this too. Anybody that likes to draw. Okay. Um, you do a you know a drawing a day for the entire month of October. Okay, I remember yeah. you talking about that last year, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm getting uh you know that's just started and uh, you know it's it's I it's always fun. It kind of gets me out of a gets me back into a kind of a working artist kind of mindset, you yeah. know, and gets me it's like exercise almost. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's that's what I, that's you know that's what I got going on. How about you, friend? I know uh, you've something coming up here really soon yeah um i am i will be going to an aikido seminar i uh i will be uh, testing for a black belt uh it's been 10 years in the making um, awesome but i gotta tell you it's gonna be weird it's you talk about weird it's gonna be weird because of all the covid stuff going on oh yeah it's gonna. I don't know what to really expect. You know, I've been sort of trying to prepare in a certain way, and it looks like all that is gonna be kind of thrown up into the air. So we'll just have to see what happens. You know, and understandably so because people, yeah. people are. You know, we're still we're trying to be as cautious as we can and, and making sure that people are protected and they're safe. And um, so what that means is that we are not going to have the traditional mode of training, which usually means a lot of hands-on kind of hand-to-hand right. -hand stuff with partners and multiple partners. So 
that is going to be kind of determined. I guess when we get there, we'll find out how that's going to work. But uh, basically, a lot of sanitization. Make sure that we, mm-hmm. you know, we try to keep as much distance as possible, except in small uh, doses. So uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll actually be in Bobby's neck of the woods. Um, we'll be out in Salt Lake City, and um, it's beautiful out there, especially this time of year. It's uh, really quite quite beautiful so looking forward to that and uh yeah besides that just you know continue uh working and doing all the things that we do around here we got kids stuff going on we got football we got we just ended our basketball for kind of the the summer season is finally done and uh and that's it man so yeah a lot (laughs) a lot yeah man when you um when you do that, do you think that you'll be like, uh, I mean, this is not breaking boards with no. your hands kind of stuff. This is much yeah, more. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, what I, when people ask me what Aikido is, um, I tell them basically think about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but standing mm-hmm. up. That's, okay. that's the difference. It's, it's people, people don't want to call it a grappling art, but it kind of is a grappling art. There's a lot of locks and throws and joint, you know, joint manipulation, uh, small mm-hmm. joint manipulation. Um, there's a lot of weapons work. We we do um, a lot of sword stuff. Um, so like, oh, cool. yeah, Japanese sword stuff. So it's um, what kind of blade do you have? You well, using? so is we, it a katana or? Yeah, it's a katana. It's a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we train in Eido also, which is a, uh, it's the art of drawing the sword. So, you know, mm-hmm. in true Japanese form, they've created a martial art that is specifically based around the drawing of a sword and, and mm-hmm. how that works. And there are a bunch of different kata that you do. It's, it's really meditated. It's kind of a moving meditation, kind of an mm-hmm. idea. Aikido is more, Aikido itself is more, um, free-flowing thought, where Iaido is very specific. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the way you sit. This is the way you draw the sword very specifically. You know, this is the way you cut. Um, You know, this is the way that you remove blood from the blade. It's very, very regimented. Mm -hmm. And so, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds in in that. That's the idea, is that in one form of practice, you're practicing um, sort of more freely. And then in another practice, you're very, very concentrating, meditating on, you know, your purpose, exactly what it is that you're doing. Um, but then we also train in the actual sort of live weapons, which are the boken, which is a wooden katana, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this, uh, uh the joe, which is a long stick, basically, is what that is. Okay. And what that does is it – we also use knives also, but um, it teaches you distance. And uh, so our, tra- mm-hmm. our training goes from hand-to-hand to now you've, you've, you've introduced a weapon that makes our distance a little bit longer or maybe another weapon that makes it even longer. And it just it, – it forces you to sort of think of things in a different way, uh, but it all mm-hmm. informs itself – Everything that you're learning is sort of just like a building block for the next mm-hmm. thing. And so it's been a long journey for me, man. It's been 10 years. Um, there's nothing saying that what I'm about to do, I'm going to 
pass or or whatever you know i i've i've got to uh just sort of count on uh 10 years of what i've been doing to to culminate in uh about an hour and hopefully <laughs> by the end of that i'm still alive <laughs> well, hey man you know the uh, the fact that you might have to be less physical due to covid might be just yeah. something that spares yeah, your yeah body, that's you know? very hey, true be able to walk away but here's the thing man about that is a, a lot of the guys that i'm training with are marines and there's a there's a part of me that thinks i'm being set up you know what I mean? Like, it's a mind game. Like, they're telling right. me this to make me think that it's going to be a little bit easier than what I'm thinking. So I'm trying to train as hard as I can to not, I'm trying not to focus on that and just, you know, <laughs> sort of disregard that element of it. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it. if anything, it will maybe play in our favor, but... You know, it's just a weird thing, man. It's just a weird time, and we're just doing the best with what we can do. It's a passion of mine. Um, you know, it, it's something that that I enjoy doing, and to do it in any capacity at this point, to be honest with you, I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I bet. Man. Just being able to do something productive, something yeah. that feels productive, something that's outside of the house, something yeah. you know where you've. That gives you, you know, that's your joy, you right, know. Right. Uh, just as some, finding that, being able to do that, especially you know this year, obviously, oh. is uh, that's a big thing. It's it a is. huge thing. So it's huge, man. Cool. It's yeah. huge. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, getting into big stuff. We're we've got some big stories here, man. Yeah, we do. We've got Lonnie Part Two, and that's right, man. We got some crazy stuff coming. Yeah, so we've left the big feet behind in last episode, uh, which are some amazing stories. And uh, but this time we're shifting gears and we're getting a little bit more uh, into some of Barry's favorites uh, subject matter. And this is Lonnie has not just witnessed a bunch of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, cryptid type things, but he's also had a lot of experiences with UFOs. Yeah. He's got a lot of them too, man. I mean, yeah. people are going to just be like overwhelmed. Yeah. But yeah, so he's, uh, I can't wait to uh, to get into it. So let's get to it. Hey, Lonnie, what's your weird story? So you had mentioned that you had a UFO or sighting or two or something yeah. or dude, I want to, <laughs> if we could, yeah, if we could, if okay. we could kind of uh, sure. get into that. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Like I said, uh, my parents moved back to the San Luis Valley, southern Colorado, northern New Mexico area. Now, this valley uh, has uh, has uh, a lot of... Uh, it's known for being creepy. It, it's one of the highest alpine valleys in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it's completely surrounded by peaks. Um, and it's, it's a, I believe it's around the size of the state of Connecticut. Wow. Wow. Um, the, the very first cattle mutilations ever reported were in this San Luis Valley. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, where my parents live, the town is maybe 15 houses. I okay. mean, it's very, very small. Uh, mostly farms and ranches all over the place. Um, and a lot of mountains. And, 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 and smaller valleys as well. A lot of open space and very dark at night. There's very dark. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Um, 
I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I, I've, I've lived off and on over there growing up, mm-hmm. maybe 15 years. And I have, <laughs> I've probably seen maybe 40 different uh, crafts. Wow. And wow. from orbs, from orbs to uh, uh, stuff that's 60 yards in length to to flying stuff that is uh, the size of a truck. Wow. And, uh, different sizes, different colors, uh, the whole nine yards. Um, when, I, when I was, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll just start it off. Uh, one evening, we, uh, me and my cousin went to town. Uh, town is the bigger town with uh, uh, the town of San Luis, actually, the, the actual town of San Luis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, where my parents live is in, and these, these are all Spanish, old Spanish, uh, 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 what's the word? Um, uh, there was a, a, a Spanish land grant uh, mm-hmm. way back in the day, and they were getting people from New Mexico and all that to, to move into Colorado so Spain could, uh, you know, occupy the territory and whatnot. So these are all a lot of Spanish, old Spanish settlements. Actually, the town of San Luis is the very first town in Colorado. Oh, wow. So um, the, the, the town where my parents live is called San Francisco. Everything is named after a saint, very Catholic areas yeah. typical spanish mm. so uh, san luis is the main little town and then you have all these other little tiny tiny towns 10 miles 15 miles away um so me and my cousin well, were driving from san luis back home to san francisco 10 mile drive and you're you're just creeping up the valley and you're getting closer and closer to the mountains again um you know houses here and there just all ranch land um as we're Driving almost to the town, we're about maybe six miles into it. Uh, you make a really sharp turn, and then there's a stretch of road for about two to three miles. And there's a there's a house right at the, the turn. There's a ranch with a house, and at the other end of the the, the stretch, there's another house. And uh, so, and you know, just a, a small little uh, uh, outside light on each on each house you know that's all you could see is just a light here at so-and-so's house the light there so-and-so's other house so we make this turn and at the end of this two three mile stretch there's another house there well uh that that guy had a herd of cows uh behind his house about maybe a mile behind his house and uh, i remember the cows had been hanging out in a grove of cottonwood trees yeah Mm -hmm. And uh, this e- that particular evening, the cows were bedded inside those trees. So when we made this turn, I immediately saw a, uh, a a craft hovering over these trees where these cows were. Hmm. And I didn't say nothing because I was always I I would bring up, hey, uh, you guys ever seen creepy shit around here at night? And of course, the same thing: you're full of shit, you're lying, right. nuts. So uh, my cousin was very. He was one of those type of people. He'd, he'd always give me shit. So uh, I, I didn't say that. I saw it, and I'm like, you're, I'm going to wait till you say something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be so, the crazy one. You're going to be yeah. the crazy one. Yeah. You're joining me. Tonight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we start driving towards that house. And uh, so about a mile behind the house, 
so I, I wish I could kind of, I'm trying to give you a visual. The house is here, and uh, the, the, the trees are back here about a mile away, and the cows are, are in the, under the trees. Well, this craft was about maybe 100 feet on top of the trees over the cows. So we're Did driving he? towards it, and I'm, I'm driving slow. I'm driving about 30 miles an hour, and I'm waiting for him to, to say something. So we're about halfway down uh, this, this three-mile stretch. And all of a sudden, my cousin goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't know, but we're going to find out. And as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that, this fucking thing zooms. Uh, can you see my hand? Yeah. yeah. So this thing is over the cows, and it zooms like this, and then it does this, and it starts trailing with us. Oh, man. Oh. And Ooh. it sucked. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You're powerless. Yeah. So uh, it's it's now uh, it saw us on the headlights, whatever. That's the only thing I can think of. It saw us right, coming, and it was very curious. So it it started driving along, you know, hovering with us, and it this thing got maybe maybe fifty, sixty yards from us, very close. Yeah. And uh, what it was, it was it was the typical saucer shaped okay. looking craft. Right. It had the the dome on top, and then it was. Uh, it had like a bigger, uh, I don't know, typical saucer shaped looking thing. Right. right. But this, what what really caught my eye, is uh, it had lights underneath it, and but they didn't blink simultaneously like an airplane at night. Yes. Uh, it would blink like a red light here, and on you know on this other end it would blink like a green light, and then a yellow light. But mm -hmm. it would just do it sporadically. Mm. It wasn't in a in a uh, synchronizing right. type of so, and um, when these lights would, would flash underneath this craft and they were so damn bright that I could to me uh, it had windows mm. around wow. you could see these square uh, they're about the sizes of doors you know you could and it was all the way around it and and when they would flash I could see this the, the, the outlines of to me they were windows huh. um, so that that was also very uh, interesting. Did it make a sound? Did it make any noise? Nothing. I rolled down the window. Yeah. There was no noise. I, and I, and, okay, so. How fast were uh, you going, by the way? Uh, now I was going maybe 15, 20. Okay. Okay. And yeah. this just really with us. And, and another thing I noticed is when it was hovering, can you see, can you guys see my hand? Yep. Mm -hmm. When it was hovering, it was kind of like this. It, it wasn't, it was just, it was kind of. Like right. whatever propulsion kind of bobbing, yeah. yeah, it was like bobbing, bobbing like it was on on wow. wave or something. So, yeah, because yeah. the people the people listening at home are not going to see your hand, so we should probably okay. right. describe that. For yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's going over like a wave or yeah. you know, undulating. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't. It was. It had like it was kind of kind of shaky a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So and now at this point, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm. I'm I, I didn't like the fact that it, it came up to us like that. Sure. Right. And and so I was flipping it off, and I was, fuck you, go back to the fucking planet. <laughs> You're not welcome here. <laughs> and my cousin's just, he's, he's as white as a ghost. His jaws dropped, and he's watching it. Now, I'm cussing the shit out of it, I'm, because I was, I was already, I've already seen a few around there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I was, fuck you, get out of here, go back to your planet. You're not welcome here. Uh, I was screaming at it, yelling at it. Um, my cousin's just, you know, 
So, um, so it's, it's, it's going with us. It's going with us. And then we're getting, we're starting to get close to this guy's house at the other, uh, the, uh, the other end of the road. And then right at his house, the road, uh, turns uh, another sharp turn and you're going up towards the mountains. So, um, I told myself typical, you, most of the time the UFOs, they, they want to be, they don't want to be seen. Right. So I told myself, you know, we're getting close to this house. I don't think it's going to stick around too much. So as as so we're driving really slow and we start getting close to this house and get ready to make the turn, it stopped about maybe about maybe a hundred yards before the house. It mm. froze and it didn't want to pass the house and be seen, in my opinion. So uh, we make the turn because I, I didn't want to stop. I, I you know you hear about these abductions and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to happen. Right. So I kept cruising away. And I made the turn. And I told I told my cousin, "Keep watching it. Keep watching it." And you know, and I'm making the turn. And I'm I'm kind of you know doing this shit through my, you know, through the driver's window as we're as we're going away from it. <laughs> so now it's 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 hovering, and I shit you not, uh, I'm gonna see. Are you guys able to see my hands again? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So now, so it's hovering, and all of a sudden, uh, just like Star Trek, when the when the Enterprise goes into warp drive, it's it, it stretched and it shot away. Wow! Like, like uh, wow! Uh, I mean, and and it, I mean, within a blink of an eye. So, in my opinion, wow. after I think about it later in years, uh, it was it was doing like a, a like it was getting ready to do the warp drive bullshit. It kind of like juices up, right? And, well, that's what it was doing. Uh, uh, I think this this and very very uh, the technology is just so advanced. Yeah, yeah think about it now i think what they do is they, they they shoot some sort of trajectory make sure nothing's in the way and then they just go into this hyper speed and boom gone right so that's what it did it, it, the the ship stretched real quick and it shot off super fast in a straight line towards towards town and uh it kept that same height and all that and 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 it was gone and no sound not a damn sound at all wow yeah. And that was that was creepier than shit, man. No kidding. Oh, God. And and then it was gone. And it was it was there was like it was never there. It was wow. gone. Wow. And what did so you? So we get what, home. What, yeah. What'd your cousin? What'd your cousin say? Um, he he was kind of speechless. <laughs> uh, we we went back to his his house and his dad was there, and we were telling his dad what we saw, you know, and we were I was I was very, uh, shooken up. He he was, uh, uh, shaken up too, and then. Uh, his dad, and his dad is a real badass back home. He's one of these guys that, you know, there's certain people you don't mess with. You don't mess with his dad. Right. He was, he's a very, uh, uh, he's one of those guys you don't, yeah. he'll go all the way. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know a couple of those guys, man. Yeah. 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 One of those guys in town is like, hey, you know that guy? Nobody messes with him in town. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when we were explaining this to his dad, his dad, uh, he goes, you know what? Uh, I saw something like that. You know, when I was a young man on some horses with a buddy of mine, and he goes, actually, Bonnie goes by, he was by your dad's ranch. So uh, he 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 knew we weren't bullshit. He he had saw something too at one time. Wow. Um. So and then so my cousin he calls a friend down the road because it it kind of went towards the the friend's house. And he's like, hey, go outside and see. We, we saw you fall. Oh, you guys are bullshitting me. No, we saw one. Go outside. Maybe you could see it. So we we called a friend uh, down the road. No, he didn't see none. Um, I talked to a, a, a classmate of mine. She lived, uh, in another ranch house about in the, in the area, a couple of miles away. And she had told me later what I had mentioned, I told her 
whatever we had saw a couple of weeks later. And she goes, you know what? Something flew over us that night too. Wow. And we were coming from San Luis. And that the way that UFO flew was going straight towards, towards town. Wow. She says something flew right over us real quick. And I says, it's got to be that damn craft. Right. And she, she said it was the same time when I told her it was the same night. And uh, she said something hauled ass really quick about 100 yards on top of, of, of the ground and just flew wow. right over the car and kept going. Wow. So mm. that was my my uh, one and only super, super close. Right. I mean, extremely close. Uh, well, no, I'm lying. Well, I had another one similar. Um, around that time frame, I, I was dating a girl from Taos. And she came, she came to visit and, uh, I was living at the ranch and, and she'd come one weekend to the ranch and then I'd go and spend, uh, uh the week, the next weekend at her house. The house was an hour drive. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, so we would cruise the back roads, all dirt roads, um, sporadic ranches here and there. And it was quicker to go to Taos to take these dirt roads. So, um, one evening I was, we were following each other. She had came down and spent a few days and, and I was going to go back and hang out with her and. I was doing some work in Taos area anyway. So um, we were following each other on our vehicles. So I was in front of her, and she was behind me on a dirt road. And there's nobody for miles on this road for this particular stretch for at least 10, 12 miles. And uh, so we're, we're cruising uh, down this road, and I make a sharp turn. And um, in the distance about, uh, I'm going to say maybe three or four miles and it's all flat. This isn't another little valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was, <laughs> as soon as I made the turn, there was a craft and it, it and it was dark. It was about 10, 10 PM. And, uh, this particular craft, uh, it was about maybe, I'm going to say maybe it was about 150 feet long and maybe about 15 feet tall. Wow. No, I'm lying. It was maybe a little smaller than that. Maybe about a hundred feet. Okay. Uh, you know, it was at night. That's big. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, I guess it was it, it, about the size of a mobile home, you know, yeah. like, a, like a double wide. Yeah. So all of a sudden uh, I make this turn and there's this damn thing a few miles away. And this thing was hovering maybe 50 to 75 feet off the ground. And there, it's wide open. And there it was. And this particular craft had a little beacon or something on top. And it was just and it was it was just glowing white. The whole thing was glowing white. And this beacon was on top, and it was flashing like this. Wow. Hmm. I mean, just super fast. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. So uh, when when I made the turn and I saw this thing four or five miles away, I hit the brakes right away. Because, you know, she was kind of skeptical, too. I was like, hey, I've seen shit. And, yeah, yeah, sure you have, Mommy. Well, I was like, nah, you're going to see this, too, lady. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I made the turn and I saw this craft I, I slammed the car in the park right away and i jumped out of the car and i stayed i stayed hiding with with the door open behind the car looking at it and just a few seconds later she pops around the, the turn as well and so i'm waving at her and i'm pointing right i'm pointing no look 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 yeah. look so she hits the brakes she stays in the car though she would not get out and uh it, and this thing came up to us within seconds huh. and if it, it saw our headlights we're the only things out here. This thing thought it was by itself doing whatever it was doing. And here we pop around this corner and now it sees us. We see it. And this thing super, super quick within like two seconds 
it was now maybe it was now about a hundred yards from us. I'm going to say, wow. And, and just, just, just the strobe light, man, you know, right. No, no sound, nothing. So, uh, it, it gets about a hundred yards and it just stops and it's hurry. And so we're watching it and the same shit, man, it, 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 uh, it stretched it and gone. And, uh, but this, this is what really, uh, sticks with me. When this, uh, throughout this little valley, there's a bunch of cedar and pinyon trees, uh, yeah. dotting the landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not very big, but th- there's a lot of them. So when this thing, like I says, it just, it wasn't very high off the ground, 50, 75 feet. When it shot off, when it stretched and shot, um, it, it made sure to keep that distance from whatever was under it. So when, when it flew across that valley super fast, it, it, it uh, can, are you guys able to see my hand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it did whenever uh, a tree was was or uh, an obstacle, uh, when it when it passed it by, it did this. Wow. So it made sure to keep that fifty or seventy five feet. So when it, when there was a tree and the tree was ten feet high, it went like this over it and it went right back to the. To wow. The, uh, so, so it just, so it it just it. altered its course like wow, like yeah, immediately. All at the same time. Like it was on a road, an invisible road that had the humps that you were going, that it was going over. But wow, Damn. exactly. And, so, and it, it shot off so fast, but yeah, it went boop, 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 boop. It like slow. Wow. It, it was unreal, dude. And gone, gone. It, uh, everything went back to darkness. Wow. Uh, creepy, creepy so, too, man. Did you say was it round or was it like rectangle? What what shape was it? Uh, this one did it was, have a discernible shape? Did it have um, a discernible shape? <laughs> it, it was more of the. Uh, <laughs> it was more of the of the typical saucer type thing. Okay. Too. Okay. Well, wow. I have seen that. Uh, believe it or not, I have seen the triangle one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that one's big. Um, and now, like I said, this place is known for UFOs. The, the San Luis yeah. Valley. Uh, um, I was maybe eighteen, nineteen. And I was getting a tattoo uh, from a guy there in San Luis, a local guy that, you know, he was the guy to go get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had had now, a, take this guy probably was uh, is probably on his kitchen table and not a, in a shop. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, do you know anything? about? Well, that sounds very like familiar. That? Very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Except the guy that I got mine from was beating his dog before I got the tattoo. So a little bit scarier situation I'm imagining. Wow. But yeah, typical, uh, uh, hey, I know a buddy of a buddy that does a good job. Right. Quote, unquote, does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't charge too much. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason, usually. So, yeah, I was with one of those characters, and, uh, and, and there was another guy with us. And we were having some beers. It was like Saturday night. He wanted to make some extra cash. I had the money. Uh, I was, I had a, uh, an ex-girlfriend uh, on the on my arm that needed to go, and so right. I was having him cover it up. And um, uh, we 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 ran out of beer, so we all jumped in the car, and we went to the gas station slash liquor store because it's a small town, you know. Yep. And uh, it's 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 already you know eleven o'clock at night. So as we're driving to this gas station, all of a sudden, about maybe two hundred feet off the ground. Uh, the infamous triangle UFO flies right by, wow. and this thing was—it's—I'm uh, it, going to say it was about the size of two 747s. 
Wow. And so I told the 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 buddy was in the back seat, and the guy that was giving me the tattoo was was on the passenger. And I says, "Look, look, 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 look." And I says, "Roll down your window." I says, "I bet you that thing don't even make a sound." So he rolls down the window. He's sticking his head out, and we, we and it just flew right past. And it, and we watched it go along a mesa, and and uh, and it was hauling ass. And it was and like I said, it was just a couple hundred feet off the ground, and it was huge. And and no sound, nothing, flew right by. And we watched it. We just watched it hauling wow. ass going going along the this mesa, and uh, and it was gone. Wow. But we, we we saw we were looking at it from the bottom. So we we're looking up, and we could see. And what it had on each triangle corner, it had a red dot on each corner, on all three corners. It had a red mm-hmm. dot. And right in the middle, uh, it had a uh, an ember light, a round, a round mm-hmm. ember-colored light. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. And, and then you could just see the shadow of it, you know, because it was, like, darker than the sky. Right. right. And it just zoomed right by. Wow. And, and it was a triangle. Wow. Um, so I, I saw that one. Um I've, I've got so many, man. Okay, check this out. So <laughs> hey, we, to- we want to hear them all, man. We love <laughs> <Right>. this stuff. <laughs> hey, man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country, and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay. So I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa. No. Yeah. What what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me. And (laughs) but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything, but it was following me, man. Wow. Dang. That's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. So I'm, I'm now in college. This is, uh, I, I went through some hard times with another relationship. Yeah, again. And uh, so I decided uh, I had to, I, I lost everything. I had to. Uh, kind of had to uh, start all over again in life, mm-hmm. and so I moved back home with the parents, um, and I started going to college. And uh, there, there's the nearest little city in the valley. It's it's called Alamosa, and Alamosa was 52 miles from the parents' ranch. Um, so I would uh, I would drive 52 miles, go to college, and drive 52 miles back. I was the farthest person going to this college. But it's like, dude, you got to start your life over. You're going to start your life over, and you're going to just, you're going to start over. Yeah. So I decided to go to college and uh, uh, just restart, you know. So um, I started making friends and stuff, and uh, I was, I made friends with a, a classmate, and she, uh, me and her, got to hanging out, and we became friends. So uh, she lived in another town, on the way to Alamosa. So um, one particular night, uh, I left her house about maybe, it was probably 1, 2 in the morning. 
and I'm driving to San Luis, and it's from from her town to San Luis is 16 miles, and it's just a straight shot in the middle mm-hmm. of nothing. It's all valley. You could see the peaks close by, but it's all valley. So I'm, I'm and I'm the only one on the road. It's you know very there's there's nobody around this area. It's very lowly population. No people. Right. Very dark. So I'm driving home, and all of a sudden, on the top of the peaks, this massive uh, light orb. It, I'm, I'm thinking it's a ship. It was a ship, but it was it was uh, extremely bright uh, and just white, but very big. And I was like, "What the hell?" And this damn thing kept up with me all the way home. Wow. Uh, mm. It sucked. There was I was hoping for another car to drive by, nothing. So it's along the peaks on the top of the peaks, and it's and it's it's keeping up with me. So I I got scared, and I I was going 80, 90. And I floored my truck. There's nobody around anyway. You know you know what? I was hoping to get pulled over. Hey, look right. at the house chasing me, sir. <laughs> 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 so I I punched it, man. I was scared. You know, it was, I was the only one out here. I'm, you know, you start thinking about, oh, shit, you know, next thing you know, you're abducted. I don't want none of that shit. Yeah, man. no kidding. <laughs> so uh, I, I punch it, and I floored it uh, all the way to San Luis, and it's still on the peaks right there, and I and then now I have to turn left because my parents' ranch is now in the foothills. So now I'm driving towards the damn thing, mm. and it, it stayed with me the whole time, man, and it was big. Uh, I, I can't give a Maybe the size of a, of a of a football stadium, that big. Oh my god! A massive shit. Wow. Damn. So uh, it followed me all the way to the parents' house, and I got out the truck and I ran inside and I never looked out the window. Wow. Um, that sucked too. Yeah. Um, I don't like when they follow you and all that because you're helpless. You can't do shit. Yeah, man. Right. They, they they're in control all the way. Of course. And if they want to do whatever they're going to do to you, they'll do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was another, uh, whatever, uh, incident. Um, I'm trying to think of any, I, I've had several, I've seen a lot in, in the camping at night passing by. Oh, uh, an, another time too, I was dating another lady and, and it actually was that same Canyon where I saw the tree structures. Yeah. Um, I was higher up. I was, I was way up on top of that Canyon Okay. Mm-hmm. and we decided to go camping, uh, like on a Sunday night because there was less people. Right. And and at the time before the the influx of people really hit Colorado, you could still go up in the hills and not see nobody right. and camp and have a great time. So this was around that time, and uh, so me and her were up there, and I, I picked this gorgeous spot. There's the rivers right there. There was a pond, and uh, oh, hold on one second, my sister's calling me. Let me decline it here. Mm-hmm. Okay. No problem. Okay, so um, uh, we could see down this canyon. Uh, gorgeous night, man. I had a nice fire roaring. It was just me and her. And uh, I'm just looking at the stars. And uh, she's she's there kind of back and forth from the tent and whatnot. And, uh, she'd come up to the fire and go back. And she was doing her own thing. And I was just loving it. So I'm looking up. And uh, from uh, the, the canyon is facing east and west. And all of a sudden from the south, this... Uh, it, this UFO that was orange just crosses it's it's hovering right over the trees and this thing is huge too man this thing was probably uh, maybe uh, maybe 500 feet uh, damn 
long and yeah. it was about to be a uh, hundred feet tall. This one was more like a bobber. Oh my God. It, wow. It looked like a, but it was glowing pure, pure, pure orange. It wasn't oh. flashing or nothing, just glowing. And uh, I'm just there looking up, standing by the fire and it just crossed the canyon. And, and it just was, it was just going from south to north. Wow. And no sound. And it, it just, just floated on by. Wow. And I says, look, look, look. I told her, I says, look at that, look at that. And uh, um, so when it finally crossed over and, and, you know, was gone, I turn around and she she's looking like this in the opposite direction. You know, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> and I says, hey. And then she turns and she looks at me. I says, over there. I says, you're, you're completely looking at the wrong. She never saw it. Oh, oh man! <laughs> oh man! Oh but, man! Yeah, that, that was that was cool at the same time, and it was just glowing, uh, and wow. just just glowing, man, and just crossed right, crossed. And it, it, in, here in Colorado too, a lot of people know. You go camping at night, and it's a clear night. You're going to see something. They, right. they, yeah. I think these there's so many of them anymore, and I think they're even getting braver. Right. These uh, beings or whatever the hell they are, they they don't even care anymore. Right. Now check this out. I, where I live now in Colorado Springs, uh, uh, NORAD is, is out my front window, uh, my back window. Oh, wow. Ah. I, yeah, I am very close to NORAD. Wow. Maybe okay. five, six miles that close. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, NORAD. Are you guys familiar with NORAD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the okay. North American Defense um Something air radar, something like that. Yeah. It's it's big time. Um, it's big time military stuff, yeah. and yeah, it tracks Santa. Yeah, yes, they, they track Santa. Yeah, yeah, they're like the big. Uh, they're like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they track Santa yeah, they track and Santa. airplanes and other things that are UFOs. Yeah, so. yeah, they Santa's, watch spaceships and all that. And yeah, 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 yeah. Very, yeah. very top secret shit. Right. So, um, I. From my back window, I have a great view of Norad. I'm wow. very close to that. Wow. So, out of all places, because Colorado Springs is, is it's Norad is built into the mountain, and Colorado mm-hmm. Springs starts from the mountain on east. Um, you wouldn't think that there uh, you'd see anything because of the top secret stuff, dude. I've seen so much shit flying over that mountain; it's unreal. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Um, one night, uh, me and the wife were driving home. And it was about 10 p.m., uh, and it was kind of cloudy over the mountains and you know there's norad and all of a sudden this uh it, it was a, it was a sh- it was a ship and it was small it was about maybe uh maybe about 50 feet in diameter mm-hmm. and this thing looked like a little spin top remember those little spin tops when you're a kid yeah mm-hmm. uh that's what this shape was of this thing and it was just glowing white mm-hmm. and uh it came out of the clouds uh uh kind of towards norad yeah. And 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 it was and it was it was floating like this, and it just it just came down. Wow! And, and I said, told my wife, look, 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 and uh, it, it it floated down towards uh towards NORAD there. Then, uh, and I've seen several of them. They they uh they they fly on top of NORAD. They've got a bunch of antennas and towers and shit. They they fly on top of NORAD and then they turn off their lights. They dim them to their ship so they mm. can can't see them. So they, they dim their lights until it's like this little dot in the sky, and then they creep really slow right over NORAD. Wow. And I've seen it several times. Um, even wow. my wife called me one night saying, hey, we saw something weird over NORAD, and uh, it was pretty big, and it was like red and yellow, and it, it was hovering. It wasn't blinking. I was like, yeah, honey, there's 
They're watching. <laughs> right. Wow. So NORAD is uh, officially, I've Googled it, <clears throat> North American Aerospace Defense Command. So basically, um, that would be if you were an if you were you know an alien uh, group, uh, or you know that's kind of like um, our uh, that's our front door basically. You right. know that's the people that you know or that's our doorman that you know you go and knock on there because they're the ones that are watching and right. if they're they want to know you know they yeah yeah and so the the aliens would have technology I would assume. Because uh, you have to assume everything, and you can assume basically limitless anything about you know them. Um, but they would have the the technology to know where, you know, all these, you know, transmissions and or anything kind of like, right. and they would know that information is going in and coming out of that place right. in particular. Yeah. It's probably. So, um, NORAD is yeah. very monitored by these uh, crafts. Yeah, exactly. uh, they, they, and 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 uh, it's all a no fly zone. In that area, mm-hmm. right? These guys don't care because they, they could just shoot off and they're gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not. You're so not, yeah, there's a lot of shit there. That's it's, crazy. It's amazing. That is, man. Yeah. Wow. That's intense, man. Um, that is. I, go ahead. Okay. No, I just oh, just just saying. Yeah, that is that is intense, yeah. man. That is. Yeah. Um, that is crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys uh, another little odd occurrence that happened to me. Um. I was around 20 years old, mm-hmm. and my uh, my grandfather, he, he lived uh, uh, just about maybe a half a mile from our branch. Uh, he, that's where my, 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 my dad and my uncles and them grew up on a house real close by. Uh, my, my grandfather passed away. He died of a heart attack right in front of me and my family. And uh, my dad really went into a, uh, a midlife crisis type, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. situation. Yeah for a while and he was just being a total you know what with me just very you know uh very grouchy and yeah uptight and yeah. just being a being an ass with me you know right. uh, and I, I i was getting tired of it and um i i had a a, a a little place next door on the ranch and stuff and we uh had some words one day and he 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 threw me out out the ranch i'm gonna get the hell out of here okay i will i'm not gonna put up with this you know i so, long story short, I started living in my car for a little mm-hmm. bit until I could figure out uh, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, back home, the you work for the county, and then they'd run out of money. They'd mm-hmm. lay you off. So, uh, work was never uh, uh, steady. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. home. Unless you own a herd of cows and your own ranch, you ain't right. survive down there. So, um, I was in between work, and I didn't have much money. So, I, I started living in my car. So, mm-hmm. I, I would go to my grandpa grandparents old spread and i parked there and it was a place for me to stay well um uh, i had already been out the house for a week or two and you know all the little local guys up there they already knew what had happened you can't hide nothing over there right and um there was a a, a guy just down the road uh had a really beautiful ranch but he was a, an alcoholic and uh he was he plays guitar and he was real simple all, he was always about simple times you know let's make a fire uh, let's eat some elk meat have some beer and I'll get my guitar. So I had nothing better to do. I go in between jobs. So one evening I met up with him and he was already lit up and stuff by the time I met up with him. And uh, he's like, Well, where are you going to sleep tonight? I'm going to go sleep in the car. He goes, No, man, no. Uh, uh, stay here in my camper. And he had a, a, a wood burning stove in his camper that he had mm-hmm. installed. And it was really nice and cozy, man. And he, had, he had the fire going. And he goes, Look, I even have a piece of alchemy here. He goes, 
fry it up. He goes, well, he goes, why don't we just fry it up in the morning? He goes, I'll, I'll go sleep at my parents' house. You know, it's all ranches, so everybody's got their own little, you know, house and camper inside the ranch. Yeah. He's like, I'll go ahead and sleep inside the house at the parents' house. He goes, you stay in my camper and uh, nice and warm here. He goes, and in the morning, I'll come back and we'll fry that elk and uh, some eggs and stuff. So I says, okay, he convinced me. So uh, this was probably about 10 p.m. Um, so he, he leaves, and uh, and this guy's got beer bottles and shit everywhere, you know, and just, I mean, everywhere. Um, but it was really nice and cozy, so I was feeding the little fire, you know, it was really warm. And I start looking at that elk. I was like, dude, man, what did I do? I fried it up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I fried up the elk and I, and I ate it and uh, he's got this little window outside this camper and it's, uh, it's just facing out in, into nothing, into the sky. And uh, I, I could see a silhouette of some cottonwood trees in the background. And then on top of this cottonwood, um, this grove of cottonwood trees, there was uh, a light, uh, a craft, I guess. And um, I, I noticed it and I was like, man, you know what? That star's never there. You know, you see, you know, everything in a small town. Mm-hmm. That's, there's never been a star right there so I, I noticed it and I didn't think much of it and uh, you know, I was eating the elk and all that and then uh, I glanced back out the window and I noticed that uh, this this craft would, would, we would duck behind the, the cottonwood trees and then pop back up mm. and so I thought that was odd you know I was like well now it's moving so it would duck back come back up and then it kind of do this and do that. But what was interesting is it, it stayed within the uh, picture frame from the window, the window. Mm. Huh. It, it would not go in and out of my sight in this window. Hmm. And this, this uh, craft was maybe, it was about maybe two miles away. Uh, just, just there. Wow. And uh, just, I don't know, right over the tree. So it wasn't extremely high off the ground either. Right. So I'm watching it. And I, I kind of start realizing that it's watching me, and because it would just stay inside the the, the window. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, you know, you're watching me, and I, I didn't like that. So I'm looking at it and stuff, and it's bobbing up and down behind these trees. <laughs> and uh, at the time, you know, it was hard for me too. Grandpa died. You know, I was, you know, got kicked out of the house. Now I'm having issues with dad, and so I'm a little stressed too. You know, and then you know, I'm dealing with this shit right in front of my face now. So uh, I looked at it, and uh, I pointed at it, and I, I pointed at this craft, and with my mind, I didn't say a word, I, I thought this. With my mind, I said, God is watching you. And when I thought this and I pointed at it, the table shook next to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, whoa. Whoa is right. Holy yeah. shit. So that, that, uh, that, that freaked me out. So I, I kind of just was like trying to process everything. And uh, I, I didn't look out the window for a little bit. And then uh, I, I finally looked up again. And it's still doing the same shit. It's, it's, it goes behind the trees. It's going left and right. But it stays within the window frame. So then I, I, I got mad again. And uh, so I looked at it again. And I did the same thing. And with my thoughts, God is watching you. And when I, when I, after I did that, the table shook again and it shook a little harder. Mm. And now I was like, okay, that's not a fucking coincidence. Yeah. This yeah. is, this, 
these beings, whatever, high, highly intelligent, they know what you're thinking now. Mm-hmm. And you you always hear these stories how they they uh, telepathic, right? They don't speak. They they mind speak. Yes. Well, this these whatever this thing was, whatever was inside of it, now it's it's it, it knows my thoughts. It's it's mm-hmm. so that that bugged me. So I ignored it again, but I was like very leery now. I was like, okay, the first time, yeah, I could shake that off is, I don't know, a mouse went by and shook the damn table. <laughs> right. <laughs> the second time, it, it, it shook it again, and he's this guy's got beer bottles and shit everywhere, you know, so, you know, it, right. it rattled. Right. The, when I did that a second time, it rattled even just a little harder mm-hmm. and a, just a little longer. So um, I ignored it again. Uh and, and then I looked at it and I and I started cussing at it. I was like, "Fuck you!" And this and this. And I went off. You know, <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing here. I don't. I don't like that you're observing me. Um, but every but so when I cussed at it, it stopped moving. It would not bob. It would not go move around. Nothing. It stood there and like took it. So I cussed at it. It would not move. Nothing. So after I said what I said and I made my peace with it, it started doing the same shit again, up and down behind the trees, side to side. <laughs> So then, the third time, I looked at it, and again, with my thoughts, and I said, God is watching you. And the table shook very violently, and then he had a calendar on the wall, and the calendar started doing this. Wow. And I got the fuck out of there. I, I busted open the door, I got in the car, and I went to Grandpa's, and I slept <laughs> in my car. Oh, I left. my. I left. Wow. Um, I, I wonder if it thought that... Um, if it thought that you were like threatening it, you know, or being kind of aggressive towards it with, with that, because that, you know, that reaction is kind of like, Hey, don't, you know, you know, don't yeah, mess with me. Cause I, I can also, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I wow. it was just, but that, that has totally changed my view on, uh, like I've, I've watched the Travis Walton and all that from the fire in the sky. Right. Mm-hmm. I've yep. seen his personal interviews. Right. You know, it's totally different in the movie. What he says is totally yeah. different. And, uh, he mentioned that they were short, uh, around three to four feet tall. Um, and, and it makes sense. You know, a lot of these crafts, they're not, they're not tall, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but, uh, apparently whatever these beings are, they're extremely smart. They're, uh, their technology is extremely advanced. And and after that night, I, I do believe that they 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 read minds. Right. Yeah. yeah. You you know, man. Uh, I in some of your earlier stories about UFOs, it kind of almost you know when you were telling these stories, it kind of almost and I can't think of a specific instance, but it almost I was thinking about telepathy when you were talking about these stories because it was almost like as soon as you realized they were there. Mm-hmm. Then they picked up on that and realized you were there right. because it was always almost like, uh, you know, when you really let on and like when you had your cousin with you or whatever, and when he was like, "Holy shit, what was that?" And that's when they came over. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like they picked up. Okay, we've been spotted. Let's go. You know, let's go see what's going on with these guys. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, you you have a point there. You know, I, I don't know. And, you know, <laughs> that then that kind of made me think you've had a lot of sightings you oh, know, yeah. and, and fairly close uh, sightings, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you think? And I know you don't want to be abducted. 
And you haven't you, do do you think there's a chance that maybe uh you have been have you ever had a loss of time? I was getting ready to, I was gonna ask like that. that. Yeah, right. if you've had missing time. Um Yeah, kinda. Um I, I don't know if it was a dream. Mm-hmm. Um that same stretch of road where me and my cousin saw that. I don't know if it was a dream. I, I was driving late at night, mm-hmm. very dark, and something hauled ass over the peak super quick and, and shot uh, like a beam of red light. Mm. And, 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 and it's coming towards my car. And, and it, it was like, a, like, like you know, like on uh, Star Trek when they used to shoot, shoot the, the phasers? Mm-hmm. Yep. It kind of looked like that. It was mm. red, and it came out of this, this craft, and it was hauling ass straight towards me off the peaks. And within seconds, it... It hit me in the car. Mm-hmm. I remember it was very, uh, uh, you know, um, just froze you. It hit me hard, right? Like, 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 like. If, oh, okay. Like if you, like if you're to run into a, like just literally uh, run into a cow on the road or something. Right. Mm. That this this uh, torpedo looking thing that shot out and came straight towards me in the car, just boom. Uh, and then next thing I know. I'm parked in my car, pulled off the road, and I'm kind of in a daze. And then uh, I drive home slowly. I mm. don't know if it was a dream, yeah, right, or, or if it happened. I, I tried telling my mom, and she didn't want to hear it. She, right, uh, you're fucking nuts, dude. Something's wrong with you, right? And, wow. and I, I really don't. I don't even think I've told my wife that. Um, I don't know if 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 uh, if that was a dream or it happened, right? Um, but I. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I never found no markings or anything on my right. body. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've seen a lot of. Uh, uh, there was some. There was another time too. I'm trying to remember what it was. I was thinking about it earlier. Um. Oh yeah. So me and that same cousin, uh, one year for hunting season, he had he had popped a deer, and of course uh, there wasn't much to do, and it, this was in the summertime. And he uh, he was thawing out some deer here and there, making jerky. And uh, he came up to me one day. He goes, "Hey, let's let's go by the river and, and uh, start a fire." And I got this really nice disc from my dad. He goes, "And I got a bunch of deer." He goes, "Let's let's go eat." So I says, "Okay." So uh, uh, it got dark and stuff. We drove by the river, and we're we're still pretty close to my parents' ranch. Just it's not far. And uh, we were there by the river. He uh, he had made the deer, and we're eating. And uh, all of a sudden he goes, uh, look at that. And I turn around and, and you know, the, the mountains are right there already. I mean, right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, uh, a lavender um, light. And it was, uh, it, I, I don't know, it wasn't, a sh- I don't, uh, it looked more like a, an orb. It was an orb. Mm-hmm. And, and it's lavender. And it was just kind of, kind of like fluttery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, it wasn't very big, about the size of a car, hmm. and uh, and it was just there off the side of the hill, right off the side of the mountain there, and and it was just, and then all of a sudden it took off behind the mountain, and it popped out on the other side, hmm. and hmm. and uh, and it was there, and then it goes, whew, and it went back to the other side, and it was toying with us. Hmm. Wow. Uh, wow. No sound, nothing. And uh, I ignored it, and he ignored it, because I told myself, you know, sometimes, like, uh, there was, I read about 
some gentlemen that went on a camping trip or something like in the 70s they went on a hiking trip and uh, they were on a boat fishing at night and they they met up with a ufo and they started with their flashlights blasting at it mm-hmm. and they, they got abducted i forgot this i forgot the name of that incident i sure wish they would have made a movie out of that yeah um but i told myself i don't want to communicate and mm-hmm. then they, you know i'm abducted right, right. <laughs> yeah i mean a worst case scenario you know so uh, we ignored it, but it, 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 I don't know what it was, man, but it was it was very uh, intelligent. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was playing with us, and, and we just ignored it, stopped looking at it, and then it went away, and it flew away. Wow. And wow. Yeah. That's there was wild, another, dude. Yeah. Oh, what was it? And, oh, okay. So one night, too, I'm in my 20s. Uh, it's about 2 a.m., and when I get to the parents' ranch, I, I got to drive up on a hill, and then it kind of starts going down into the ranch. So when I, I drive over this hill, and uh, all of a sudden, there is a craft and, and the property uh, ahead of us. And it was, it was it looked like it was landing into the field. And uh, and I caught it. As soon as I came over that hill, I could see the ranch. And then all of a sudden, behind, behind the ranch into the neighbors, there was this uh, – and it, this thing was small, man. It was maybe – maybe the size of a dump truck mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it was it was hovering down and it was going into the field uh the the on the next property and uh i was contemplating to go drive up the county road and i would have ran right into it but i i didn't uh but it was it was just small wow. um very bright mm-hmm. and uh it was landing or something it was heading down towards the, that guy towards the neighbor's field um, it's so wild, all of this, the high strangeness that is around you, that's, you know, throughout your life. And a lot of people um, who have experiences have these things. And I'm, you know, I wonder if there's a connection, if there's a, if there's separate in- instances, if there's no connection between the Bigfoot and the UFOs, or if there is a connection, because, you know, there's two schools of thought. There are a lot of people who, think that they're somehow connected because there's uh, many reports that Bigfoots are seen in the same areas that a lot of UFO activity is. Or it could be just purely coincidental because it's so remote and the Bigfoot are there because that's where they've always lived because they're animals or biological entities in that area. And the UFOs are coming around there because of like NORAD. I wonder if there's, you know, I wonder what the correlation is. I don't know. I, I, I have some, I've always told my wife and stuff. I have, it's like, uh, Lonnie's always got the luck. Lonnie's always got the luck. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm already to, I don't know. It's, uh, I've never asked to have these encounters. Mm-hmm. I've never asked for it. Uh, especially it's hard knowing that there's a lot of other people that most likely will never have nearly, you know, even one UFO sighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to uh, talk about it, uh, especially with people that right right away off the bat you're full of shit. Yeah. Right. Um, well, to have the sheer number of experiences that you've had is is rare anyway. But it sounds yeah. like you live in a very charged area, you know where uh, you know the fact that NORAD does exist there, you know, is is a is a beacon for them to. Uh, congregate around i could see why that would be you know you i had some friends that used to live out um 
not really close to Area 51, but out in that general area, you know, hour or two away. Mm-hmm. And they would constantly see stuff, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that they don't want to, like when you when you pull up on Area 51, it's like it. They post signs like we, you know, you are not allowed to be anywhere near this area. You know, it just. I know it's speculation, but you know. Well, something we know that something is going on there with aircraft and of course the they tell us that it is you know military related experimental aircraft and aircraft development and stuff like that that's what they tell us you know but of course we a lot of people believe that you know it has to do with you know you know with aliens off-world technology i think i don't i think that if they're I think they probably, if there's anything that is concrete evidence of, um, you know, extraterrestrial technology or life or anything like that, I think it's probably been moved from right. Area 51. I've heard mm-hmm. people already to talk about it, how it's been yep. moved. Right. But still, Area 51 is now kind of like a testing ground for, you know, legitimately, you know, right. new technologies and for aircraft and stuff. Right. But, but they part of the mystique of it and that they want to perpetuate is the mystery of it you right. know but they also want to make sure that you know they they scare the people off so it is something that is kind of like it has this mystery that you know will want will draw people out there but of course they've got it set up to where they can you know they'll nab you right. pretty easily yeah regardless if you're just a, a overly curious uh american or maybe some kind of uh uh, foreign agent spy or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Now, I'm always curious, you know, what the what the folks that work around there, like I, I know a lot of it is is um, is probably mundane type work, mm-hmm. you know. But like NORAD, like y- you know that they have some information about some things that they can't explain, you know, especially with the the, the Navy footage and stuff, like. You know, it's in our best interest to, to know who's flying in our airspaces, obviously. And our government's already copped to the fact that they don't know, you know, what these uh, what these things are that they keep capturing on, on film. Um, and I can imagine that um, the amount of information that would be, you know, kept at a NORAD-type facility would be alarming. Uh, you know, I mean... Uh, we may never find out, but it just yep. uh, it fuels my my fascination anyway about it. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah, that's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? <laughs> Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, Jobs, crime scene photographer. Maybe you worked at an adult 
educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. I, there was another time, too, I was in my 20s, and I went camping in those mountains. And uh, it was me and uh, two cousins and his girlfriend. And um, we were camping by a river, and uh, it was getting dark. And so we all kind of scattered to go get some firewood. And uh, it, it wasn't dark yet, but it, it was coming. You know, the, you know, the shadows start, you know, sun's going down. It's, it's almost there. And... Uh, as I, I was walking back to camp, uh, I had a you know some wood in my hands and stuff, and all of a sudden the river was about maybe maybe a hundred yards from us. Uh, all of a sudden, on the top of the trees, I saw this huge orb, just this huge ball of energy, and it was about maybe uh, twenty feet in diameter, mm-hmm. just completely round and just just as wide as a light bulb. And, and uh, it was floating, it was hovering over the trees, and uh, it was, it was uh, over the trees, over the river. And, and through was, the woods? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, th- this orb was uh, following the, the curves of the river, going up the canyon. And, and I saw it. And so if the, if the river bended left, it, it bended left, and it bended right, and it was just hovering right over the trees, over the river, and it was going up the canyon. And uh, I yelled at everybody, says, look, look, look. And everybody turned around, and when they all turned around, this, this orb spotted us. And the orb froze, and it stopped. And it stayed hovering for about three or four seconds, and then it continued doing what it was doing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and we watched it go all the way up the canyon. Following all the bends of the river, wow. and we watched it, and we watched it, and no sound, nothing. Wow! I don't, I don't know what those are. I think they're they're uh, they're scent. Uh, uh, what do they call those? Uh, oh shit! Um, I, I like on Star Trek, they would send something to go like, like a check probe. out a planet. Yeah, probe. That's right. it. Yeah. Right. I believe that was a probe of some of some sort right it seemed like it was you know obviously it seemed like it was some kind of probe or drum or something that was um mapping that water course that waterway but it, it was intelligent because when it saw us in the fire yeah it stopped right wow and then uh, uh and then it continued like oh they're not a threat and it just continued doing its job of whatever it was doing right it's so weird that's that's another example of like a telepathic event mm-hmm. because like you said as soon as you pointed and everyone looked it stopped and recognized that energy i guess that that you know you guys were sending out yeah that it had been spotted so that is so wild that's crazy so weird it's yeah. very weird man yeah wow. um and i i've just had little sporadic I, i've had other little just quick sightings and uh trying to remember if there's anything else that's kind of odd well i mean i think that uh your whole life is kind of odd <laughs> in the best way possible uh right. i mean to have as many of those accounts is is pretty incredible man you know 
I mean, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I want to say, man, you're lucky to have seen that stuff. But at the same time, I don't know if I would want to switch shoes. <laughs> I don't know right. if I'd want to. <laughs> You know, like I've seen a UFO in it and um, and it's very much like what you're talking about, you know, like um, silent and the lights and hovering and and it's just the most strange thing that, you know, you can't really uh, I don't know, you can't explain it. But when you when you're seeing it, you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. You know, yeah. and, and, and there's nothing that, there's no aircraft that I know of that resembles what I saw, you know. And uh, I wish I would see another one, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, you know, I don't know if I want to push my luck. Kind of like you, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to put myself on a serving tray for, you know, an abduction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to be annually probed. None of that shit. Man. None of that, man. Yeah. No, <laughs> nothing in the butt, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. I don't. No, know. no, no. Hey, man, whatever you're into. <laughs> um, another time too, uh, that that same uh, girl that I was dating in Taos, uh, one one particular summer night too, she came to the ranch. And, and we took a cruise. There's a lake about about maybe five, six miles away. And uh, it, it's kind of an, an ugly area. It's real open, a lot of sagebrush, a lot of rattlesnakes. And it's, it's not for me. But uh, it's just somewhere to go. So uh, we went one evening, and we parked there. We're the only ones at this lake. Uh, you could, you know, view the stars in the mountains. And uh, we're, we hadn't been there that long. And uh, we were in the car. And all of a sudden, I, I there was a ship, but just a small one, just and it was it was floating in our direction, and it was just 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 coming towards us. And it wasn't you could see it; it wasn't flashing fancy or nothing. It was just a smaller ship. And uh, I told her, I says, "Look, look, there's there's something flying there." And uh, all of a sudden, it stopped, and the car lit up, and it, it was so bright that I even went like this. Wow covered my eyes and uh it the car lit up for about maybe two seconds and then and and then it it, but it wasn't a beam of light it was just light on us right no beam it just all of a sudden it stopped and uh this light hit us with no beam coming out of this craft it was so bright i covered my eyes and then uh it it, uh it turned off and then it kept going wow just Blew right over and kept going. Wow! So he, he, he saw us and yeah. he knew. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it was. I, I know it was a it was a ship, a small one. The the newest unsolved mysteries has a, a UFO abduction story. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but then it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix, Adam? Yes, it is. And uh, dude, it's a mass abduction story that that happened in Massachusetts in the uh, '60s. And um, that what you're talking about, that bright light, that was part of uh, uh, these these people were in a car and the same thing. The whole car lit up, you know, yeah. like brighter than the freaking yeah. sun, you know. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a common occurrence right. that in UFO lore where, you know, there is a light that comes over. They see something, you know, they see something moving on UFO or a light of some sort. And then, of course, they're flooded by a bright light, right. bright white light um, and everything. And then, you know, that can indicate 
you know, um, you know, a lot oftentimes after you know when that ha- when that hits people, they're you know that's when they get abducted, you know. Um, but you know, it's like somebody turned on a, sh- a searchlight, you know, and you know, stunned an animal right. like uh, when people go deer spotting or whatever, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big, you know. Again, another possible time that you possibly could have been. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're right. not pushing for that. I, but, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't walked bowlegged yet, so that's a good sign. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> That's awesome, oh, man. man. Well, dude, we, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, the, these stories are amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, there's so many sightings in this valley. There, there, they, There's even a, an alien yeah, UFO watchtower. You could even Google it. Wow. Uh, it's the San Luis Valley. And yeah, people drive to this tower and just, just look up. That's cool. There, that's, man. that's how often it, it's, uh, you know, people are seeing them. Right. That is, that's, that's cool. I yeah. Think, I think I might take, um, take a vacation over there. Really? Yeah, it's it's creepy, dude. Yeah. Um, but the I I see the wife over here wanting to go have dinner already. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Please, well, man. Hey, man. Hey, thank yeah. you so much, dude. Yeah, this has been fantastic. What Jeff? You had a. a... Uh, I just wanted to get the name of your uh, Bigfoot forum, that your website or whatever. I want to I want to go check it out one sure. more time. It's called Encounters with Bigfoot. Okay. And uh, if you go if you Google uh, if you type it in on Facebook, uh, it should pop up. Okay, cool. All right, thank you. Hey, thank you guys. I, I uh, it was great talking with you. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, fantastic, man. Anytime you, uh, anytime you want to come back, just hit, hit, shoot us a message, man. We got an open door policy. Um, you know, any kind of stories, anything like that, man. We love hearing it. We just love yeah, this yeah. stuff. So, yeah. oh, this I've, got been... a, I've got a few uh, ghost stories. Cool, fantastic, dude. Cool. Yeah, fantastic. cool, awesome. Well, hey, man, go enjoy your uh, your dinner there. And, uh, yeah, man, awesome. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors dude that first of all lonnie once again thank you for uh coming on and sharing all those stories and thank you for our buddy jeff we forgot to mention jeff right up at the top our special correspondent and a resident bigfoot expert who sat in with us on this these ufo tales but yeah dude lonnie thank you so much for all that stuff because it's just it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. So many awesome, cool, varied experiences of 
you know, these things in the air that, you know, their craft, you know, he said he saw the traditional flying saucer type. He saw the big square one, like a double wide uh, trailer, you know, all of these, these different kinds of things. And, you know, he's out there in that area. Yeah, where where you you know where they seem to have a lot you know and this you can see a lot of the night sky as well. So. Right. Yeah, man, it's so crazy. It's like having one of those stories would be enough for most people, but he's got so many, man, and he just he kept, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I got this one too, and I got oh yeah, I got this one too, you know, and it's like wow, man, that is crazy, and you know, and he lives close to NORAD. Yeah, and you yeah. know some shit's going down there. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, man, I want to go visit Lonnie. <laughs> I want to go hang out where he's at, man, because <laughs> I think you're going to see something when you when you go out that way. But, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, like these sightings and things are just, they're going to continue to multiply. People are going to not not feel as weird to come out and talk about this kind of stuff because of everything that we, we've learned. And um, I, I was checking out um, a couple of interviews on uh, YouTube. Uh, Lex Friedman, uh, he's, a, he's a guy who's got a podcast. He's had on uh, David Fravor, the, um, he's the pilot of the... Um, the navy uh air or, uh, aircraft that saw the uh the ufo um uap right that, that's the new terminology yeah um and he had him on and he asked him some really interesting questions and i want to give it away for people but if you got a chance check it out man because he he just he has really interesting questions um and and the answers that that you hear david give are very kind of Kind of interesting because they're they're kind of an angle that uh, from a pilot's you know point of view. Like one of the questions that he asked him about was like, did he feel safe when he saw the UFO when he was in uh, in close proximity? And he said he never felt like he was in danger. He always felt like he was safe, and he felt felt like a lot of that was from his training um, because mm-hmm. you know pilots go through that kind of thing where like the safest place to be obviously is within the aircraft. So right, right, you know they're the master of that domain. But he did say that, like, to do the things that the object was doing, for him to do it in an airplane would have been impossible. Um, and he also said that the the video that we see on, like, these news sites and things have been so degraded. Mm-hmm. That degraded. Degraded. Sorry, degraded. Uh, Either way, I think we'll work. Sorry. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not great with the English language, so. <laughs> um, but he said that when you're looking at the actual image, it's a lot clearer, mm-hmm. and so it's not you're not getting all that like you know like fuzzy kind of weirdness. Um, yeah. But he was just like, man, you couldn't you couldn't really make out any uh, even with the clarity, you couldn't really make out a lot of. It was just so smooth, you know, the surface of this thing so smooth. Uh, but anyway, it was fascinating. And anybody interested in that kind of stuff, man, check it out. It's a great, great interview. We appreciate so much people coming on and sharing these stories. And, uh, man, it's just, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible, man. Yeah. And not just these kind of stories. So obviously, we love UFO stuff. We like the Bigfoot stuff. We like the spooky ghost stuff. But, you know, we like crazy fun stories, you know, just... You know, we like anything that's yeah. just slightly out of the normal. You know, yeah. like when we every time Sam comes on, 
Sam, you know, he's not seen any ghosts. He's probably had some uh, flashbacks where he right. saw something or he saw tracers. I'm sure he's seen that kind of visual yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. Prof- but yeah. not any kind of spiritual type right. stuff, right? You know, but still, he's got great stories to share, and they're wild and crazy and out of uh, outside the box. You know, they're yeah. unusual, yeah. and you know, some of them are hard to explain. And that's just you know, and that's what we like. You know, yep. so you know. If it's urban legends or local legends, I love local legends. Yeah. I love hearing about people's, you know, you know, even if you didn't experience it, the ones that everybody talked about when you're in middle school and high school about the haunted bridge or the baby in the forest or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever kind of stories you got, you know, let us let us hear. Them. Be on the show. Join us. You know, um, that's what keeps us going. Absolutely. Yeah, we love it. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where we're only as good as as the folks that show up to to uh, talk about their stories, and uh, we've had a lot of great ones, and we we appreciate yeah. we appreciate everyone being involved and wanting to come on, and you know, feel feel like it's a space where they can open up about this stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, it does us a service. You know, talking to people and meeting people, and we hope it does a service to everybody out there listening. You know, get you. A, away from uh, the harshness of this reality for a moment, I guess, yeah. you know, or just yeah. a nice distraction. Exactly. Hopefully it's fun. Exactly. You know, check out our Patreon uh, over there on what you read story. We had uh, Mrs. Head cheese joined up and our buddy meet us. And, uh, you know, we got some cool stuff, special stuff, episodes that you will only hear there and uh, some stickers some cool stuff too. And we'll be building more, reward things pl- platforms as that as it g- time goes on um check out you know look for uh holiday seasons are coming up so go to our spread shirt shop with all the uh the shirts and everything and uh, hoodies and all sorts of stuff there uh with the logo and uh, we'll be you know all we need we'll be updating some of that stuff as well you know, and uh, check out all of our old episodes if you're a new listener. If you are a new listener, hello. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you uh, tuning in, and we hope that you will be a, a new regular here in Weirdsville. And uh, for everybody else who's been with us, you know, thank you, as always, for your support and uh, for telling people and telling your friends and your enemies and everyone you know and people you meet on the street randomly uh, about the, the show. And if you don't or haven't, you should, you know, Definitely. because that's that's what helps us grow as a community. And that's where we find uh, more friends to share stories. So that's right. All right. On that note, Barry, safe travels. And good luck. I don't know if break a leg applies, but maybe I shouldn't say that because then it could happen. (laughs) Yeah, true. Then, uh, you know, I don't know if you would get the uh, sympathy black belt for that, but uh, (laughs) I don't think so. But hey, good luck, man. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. And uh, if you uh, you tell all of our friends out there in the uh, uh, SLC area, hello. I don't know if we got friends. I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. Um, but uh, yeah, until then, everyone, uh, uh, including you, Mister Mister Beautiful Mister Johnston, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. 
If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.